On today's first round KO, I finally get a chance to sit down with my friend Chadillac. We had a great conversation about uh, a lot of football questions that I had about him or for him because he is very opinionated with football. But we have a lot of fun conversations. Uh, it's mostly football. Towards the end, I ask him one basketball question. We talk about Jimmy Butler. And then Chad also uh, contributes a song to the Bops Only playlist. Let's get it. Shock the system. WSCW Sports Podcast in History. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, aka Howard J. Dingers. I'm a little sick. And today I am joined not by Connor JD Moore because he's off doing something. This is a special episode where he's he's off with his friends, I think. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to come in tonight because I finally got the opportunity to uh have a conversation do a podcast with one of my good friends so without further ado is the one the only my good friend chad chadillac coffin how's it going dude hey it's going well man. How yourself i'm like i said i'm a little sick and i uh worked i was supposed to work the morning shift and then i got they switched me so i had to work tonight and it's just the long, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I really am not enjoying this cold weather because I think that's how I got my cold. <laughs> Dude, it's probably not a cold. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't mean to doctor up. I'm not a doctor by no means who I have a PhD. Fall and summer allergies are just wiping Ooh. Wisconsin clean. So I'm wondering. telling you right now, if that cold lasts for longer than a week, you got to go check it out because it might be allergies. Don't let it kick your ass for like two months. You gotta get it checked out, cause dude, it could be something as simple as a Claritin D. I was gonna Claritin say, it. I might just, I might just say screw it and just go buy some Claritin, try it out. Or you get a little bit of that special sauce. You get a little bit of orange juice, a little vodka, a little bit of cough syrup. You go to bed, wake up in the morning, <laughs> right <in> pain. <laughs> the little special sauce. The special sauce. Your your camp counselor teaching you about special sauce. <laughs> don't don't. Don't tell Jesus we can't. So this is proof. I want to start off. I don't know. Did you hear the episode where I talked about my relationship with you and Connor thought that you were fake or something? Yeah, he thought that <laughs> I was catfishing you, that I wasn't a regular human being. Like that I've never that. heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is now yeah. my proof that you are real. And so, ha, suck it, Connor. I exist. I'm I, a real human being. I have other friends. <laughs> but yeah, so if you haven't. If you're a new listener, if this is the first time, uh, Chad and I go back, man, how long has it been now? I want to say I was a counselor for, this would have been my fourth summer. Well, dude, you think back like when I was a camper, when I was a Yeah, because we were technically campers together. Yeah, I was a senior in high school and I graduated in 2011. So it's at at least seven years ago. Wow. Yeah, so we were first campers together. And then he was a counselor at that camp while I was still a uh, camper because he's a couple years older than I am. And and then I eventually became a counselor. I don't think we ever worked together. No, not quite. We missed by like one year. Yeah, I think you might have showed up the, my first summer just to say hi or something, but we never quite worked together. But yeah, that's that's how we met and we've stayed in touch ever since because we're both huge sports nerds (laughs) and yeah that's pretty great so if you uh just to let the audience get to know you how about you name off sport your favorite teams for the the major sports so like baseball basketball and uh do you watch hockey i do i love hockey hockey all right hockey and football all right so i'm a little bit of a mixed bag i grew up in wisconsin so of course everybody like bleeds green gold and your parents are like this is the team you're gonna like and if you don't you get to sleep outside and the dog will sleep in your bed um so i was under i was under that impression for the longest time then i got to middle school and i was like oh well, we're allowed to like other things we're allowed to be our own kind of human so when i grew up it was brewers um 
Badgers and Packers. And we didn't, I mean, we were in a basketball household, so that was the thing that came later. But when I got into middle school, I started like branching out and I was a huge Sean Alexander fan. And then like, mm. that's when I started fantasy and I shouldn't still be a Hawks fan at this point because <laughs> Sean Alexander broke my heart because I drafted him with the overall number one pick, the number one overall pick the year that he broke his foot because of the Madden curse and he was done forever. But my love for them stuck. So I am a Seahawks fan, number one, and I will still show love to the Packers. They're my number two. But if there's ever a face-off, like in NFC championships, <laughs> um, it's, it's, <laughs> oh, the it's, it's always the Seahawks one. Uh, Brewers are my, uh, my baseball team. Uh, the Badgers are my collegiate team. I love the Bucks, my Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, it's been tough sledding for a while, but now with Giannis, it's getting a little better, I hope. Um, and I am a Detroit Red Wings fan. Not everybody likes that, but I'll tell you just a quick little backstory on me. The reason I like that team is my dad played hockey in high school, and his Brewers beat the Tigers six to five. Let's go! Tied for that. Tied for the NL lead. Oh, I'm so fired up right now. Chris, you hit two dingers today. Anyway. Anyway, sir. Um, no, my dad played hockey, and his high school hockey team, they were the the Red Flyers, but their logo was, like, identical to the Red Wings. And as a little kid, I, like, latched onto that, oh, okay. which didn't make any sense because my dad was a Blackhawks fan, too. So, like, <laughs> playoff hockey time was not good in our house. Like, I'm glad I moved out finally because like, I'll get a text every now and then and be like, he'll be like, you're adopted. I'm like, no, I'm not, Dad. You're just – you're not – you're mad. <laughs> you're mad. Um but no. So that's me. That's me. My sports, my sports world in a nutshell. <laughs> I'm a Penguins fan. How does that make you feel? Cool. Can't okay. spell crying stop without Crosby. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I, I get a lot of shit for being a Penguins fan, but you know what? I don't really care. I got a soft spot for Pittsburgh teams. Not sure why. Uh, real quick question. How do you spell NL MVP? Uh, four letters. Uh, it's Y E. L I how do you spell Yelich? Uh Y E L Y with the C H A. Yeah. Oh wow. So that's uh, interesting. No, that's a couple of letters. That's not four. That's a couple of letters. Interesting. It's not N L M V P. It's it's spelled Yelich. Yelich. Interesting. That's just a quick thing I wanted to bring up. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of MVP, the first thing I want to talk about with you is obviously we're only three weeks in. Uh and today when the show is coming out, uh will be week four. But we can still kind of get a gauge. I think after to, after today, we'll actually get a pretty good gauge at teams and players specifically. But I want to ask you, through three weeks, who is your NFL MVP? You can give me – you can make – you can get, do like two candidates if you want make a case for both of them. Or, so, three, you know, whatever – however many you have. I always want to try to pull for not necessarily an underdog, but like uh... – just like the, the, the black sheep, because first of all, everybody knows if you want to be an MVP in the NFL, you have to be a quarterback, which is not ideal. It sucks, but it, it's the way of the world right now. Didn't Adrian Peterson be... win? No, because didn't he lose out to Peyton Manning the year that he was oh, going to do it? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, it was like his last year before the next surgery. But, I mean, it's hard. It's about as hard in the NFL to win an MVP award outside of a quarterback is about as hard as it was for Charles Woodson to win the MVP, you know, <laughs> be the highest. That's like what it's like. Oh, yeah. If you're not a quarterback, if you're not slinging TDs, it's really hard to win the MVP award. You know, you look at it right now, there's a handful of names right now that if they continue the numbers that they have, two of the black sheep that I don't think will win it, but I think in the perfect world where everyone votes fairly and we're not just all after beauty queens like Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> um, I think uh, Todd Gurley, or right now, like with the numbers of Michael Thomas, could definitely have the the potential to win an MVP. Um, with that being said, you look at people like Mahomes and Jared Goff right now. These young guys are slinging the rock like like there's nobody there's nobody to compare them to. You know, there's some other guys who are still in in the realm. Uh, Matty Ice hasn't looked good statistically, but I think he's looked good in games. We'll see. Um, but I will say one other person, and I'm gonna. Adrian Peterson won it in 2012. So Adrian Peterson did win it. Okay, Manning, so Manning won it the next year. So what's that? Six years, one running back in six years, and how many years back prior to that before uh, anybody besides a quarterback won it? Tomlinson and Sean Alexander won it back to back, 2005, 2006. 2005, 2006. So over the course of 20 years, we've had three running backs mm-hmm. and 17 quarterbacks. That's what I'm talking about. Right. It's, a, it's a bias. I mean, oh, yeah. I get it. 
we want to see touchdowns. We want, that's what we want to see. And unfortunately to get a touchdown, generally it's always going to come from one guy. It's always has to be thrown. You have to be special to be a running back and definitely a receiver. I don't think we've ever seen a receiver. We've had a couple like, you know, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones put their name in there, but you have to be a, a certain level of running back. Like an Adrian Peterson, like a Barry Bonds, not Barry Bonds, Barry Sanders. <laughs> a baseball. You're doing mind. great. Keep I, got, up, I got baseball in my mind. But uh, no, no, you're right. The, the other name I'll bring up, and I'm going to bring this up a couple times today. I think somebody who's going to really swing for the fences this year or the following year is the man of a thousand children with the southern draw and the bolo tie from LA, Mr. Philip Rivers. Ooh. This guy has been good for so long and even great in a lot of years this team that the chargers have built right now with that defense and even with the offensive weapons they have i think they are poised to strike um and i think that if philip rivers puts like basically everything he's got into a year like this he's got the talent to do it but he just needs to figure it out because it's the same thing for the last couple years he's been there he's been consistent but he hasn't had the team but i think this year he has the potential to break that barrier and if he can have an mvp style season you're looking at a potential charger super bowl matchup yeah i i i mean people heard it in my nfl preview i really like this chargers roster you know when joey bosa's uh uh, healthy and if hunter Hen- hunter henry would have stayed healthy and jason verrett all those guys if they all would have stayed healthy this is a really good team uh come on i'm trying to find the you can go ahead i'm trying to find the uh their injury report because i'm no that's all right i mean and like i said those the dark horses truly right now are Gurley, thomas ryan and rivers if i had to pick two guys right now that the voting was going to go down today i think that the top two vote getters are going to be mahomes and goff mahomes is doing stuff regardless uh, that he lives in a swamp and he plays a banjo um hi i'm patrick mahomes yeah i get it definitely Um, sounds like a muppet No, I mean, hey, the Rainbow Connection is great. Clearly, the Rainbow Connections was keeping him and all those wide receivers together, literally spreading it like butter across the whole offense. Um, I mean, if it, it would go down, I think it'd be unanimous for Mahomes today to take it. I, yeah, um, I agree. And the only person who could really contest that is Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I'm sorry. Fitzmagic is great when he's the backup, but as soon as the keys get handed to him and he's in the driver's seat, he shits the bed. Which I that's, think is, I think that's going to show this weekend. I really do. Because I... Who are they playing now? I forget. Uh, I had Pittsburgh last week, but I I couldn't tell you. I have it here. Oh, that was Bears. Oh, they play the Bears this week. Yeah, no, he's going to shit the bed <laughs> against that Bears defense. Yeah, but you know, and another thing to bring up with, though, you think about this, though, that Bears defense, I mean, what if he comes out and just throws all over him you know what i mean like now do we have a different conversation about ryan fitzpatrick like did he finally like crack that magic ceiling well i mean he's got offensive weapons i really like the offensive weapons in in uh tampa bay with deshaun jackson mike evans oj howard has been balling out lately and cameron Brake's no scrub so like i think they do have talent and like definitely more talent than he's seen in buffalo and new york well, and that's the thing. Even where he's been given the starting jobs, every place he's been given the starting jobs, they say, you're the guy. You're going to turn this team around. Yeah, but if you surround a king with a bunch of pawns, but no bishops or rooks, you can't win a chess game either. Yeah, that look at Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it, you, can't, you can't just rely on the one guy. Like, you still have to put pieces around him. You still have to give him a defense and all that. Uh, yeah, I do kind of want to touch on the Buccaneers because you did bring them up. Do you think this is just Fitz magic and, you know, when the magic is eventually going to run out, the trick is going to end? I I definitely don't think that Winston can uh, do what's been happening the last three weeks. I've never been – I've never bought in on Winston. Not only is he not – he's not on the field general, which is what that team needs, which I'm sorry, Ryan Fitzpatrick, beard aside, can, can control that offense. He's a leader. He's a leader, and that's what they need. Jameis Winston is a punk kid who wants to come out and play football. That's great. I would love to play football, too. If I had the talent, I wouldn't be some punk kid running around the field exactly. grabbing Uber drivers' crotches and stealing crab legs. That's not what I would be doing. The kid doesn't care enough about And I say kid because guess what? 
regardless of me being only a year or two older than him, he needs to carry himself like a grown man. Because if he wants to win on the field, he needs to show that off the field. I'm not saying he has to be the good Samaritan and volunteer all of his off time and put his money out for all these uh, different charities. Just don't have your name in the news, please. Like, that's all you need to do. Tampa doesn't ask a lot of Especially you. at the Go quarterback position. Right. You're already the golden boy on the team. You're already the guy who people love in Florida. You're like, great job. You're the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't be an idiot. Right? Like, I get it, dude. I've been drunk before, too. But it's different. It's different for you. I've been drunk before, too. I've taken Uber rides before, too. I've gone and made or thought about making some bad decisions. But I think of it on a micro scale, like, bam, suck it into the, the Fox Valley, man. That's my life. I work for a prominent company in this state. And I need to be careful with the things that I do because my face is pretty well known. I'm no Jameis Winston. I'm not an NFL quarterback. Think about your actions. Be an adult. And if you can't be an adult and think about your actions, don't go out and drink. Stay at home. You know, whatever you want to do, do what you got to do. But just be an adult, man. Yeah, we talked about this. uh, Me and Connor talked about this on Friday. He's, He's too immature. He's becoming a list guy. He's not, it's not just the one mistake. It's a couple now. He's, he's, he's gathering a list of mistakes. And on my honest opinion, I don't know. You said you listened to some of the podcasts from Friday. My honest opinion on Jameis Winston, it, he's – Ryan Fitzpatrick on a bad day is about the same as or as Jameis Winston on a good day. I would take – I would still take Ryan Fitzpatrick on a bad day because it's about the same. Well, what I'll say is um, consistency-wise – I would take Jameis Winston's median over uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick just only because Ryan Fitzpatrick throws the ball at an Aaron Rodgers level <laughs> when he's on his on his game. But then if not, he's butt fumble Mark Sanchez. Like there's and then there's like you have to find an in between. How do you find an in between with that big of a space? He comes out there and he just blows the game apart. He can destroy a great team. Or he can lead a not-so-great team to glory. But he can't find a median because as soon as he gets the leadership job, he gets too nervous. He gets the yips and he's done. Where Winston, at least there's a closer gap. You kind of know what you're going to get. Hey, he's going to throw three touchdowns and a pick this week. Next week, he'll throw two touchdowns. And then he'll run for one and he'll pass one and he'll get a pick. We kind of know what we're going to get. With Fitz, you might get 450 in passing yards and then four touchdowns and probably 30 yards rushing. But then the next week, he could throw for 120 yards and three picks. It's that's that's the gap that he provides. Right. I'm just yeah. On this team specific, I completely agree. Uh, but on this team specifically, I just look at his three weeks. He's had 400 plus all three weeks. Yes, he had the three interception game, but he also threw three three touchdowns in that game and kept them close. So if he doesn't turn that ball over, even one of if he only throws the two picks, maybe he scores a touchdown on that and they're closer in that game. I just especially with Jameis being the other option. I just don't – I, you can't trust Jameis at this point. Oh, and I should have prefaced that. I yeah, mean, yeah, no, I'm absolutely. Not, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying get, get, not give Ryan the ball. You're giving Fitzpatrick the ball until you see a definitive decline in his play. Absolutely. Even that game against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a good team. Look at those teams he played against. Yeah, so-so the first two games. But even through the third week, yeah, he, he stumbled. But he picked himself back up and he went back out there. He's the first quarterback, regardless of anything else that happened, wins or losses, he's the first quarterback in NFL history to throw over 400 yards in three games straight. That's a thing. That's a thing that that guy did. And don't get me wrong, Tampa Bay has a lot of weapons, but Tampa Bay isn't a a Rams team. Tampa, could you imagine if Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing at this level with the Chargers or the Rams or the Giants? Could you imagine the Giants with Ryan Fitzpatrick right now? Can you imagine the Giants with just a good quarterback? <laughs> Literally anybody but – Helen Keller behind the center. I will admit they have a pretty bad offensive line, but still, still, I, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, it's just a matter of time before Fitz magic becomes Fitz tragic. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of quarterback controversies, let's go to the dog pound. People have been saying, I've been saying that wrong. It's fine. Dog pound. Dog pond. I, they think I say dog pond instead of pound. Like, no, it's because of the accent. I'm saying it with a Boston accent. I don't Whatever. Why do you say it with Boston accent, though? It's not that's Cleveland. Because Cleveland doesn't have an accent. No, they, they just talk like a fat garbage person, and then that's how it's. I've been to Cleveland. It's a nice city. 
Uh, I've been to Cleveland. It's a nice city. Our, our biggest exports is abandoned buildings and broken glass. And now we have Baker Mayfield. LeBron left, but it's okay. We got Baker. Okay, Cleveland, you tell yourself that. Okay, so, do yeah, let's talk about this. What do you think about Baker Mayfield specifically and then this Cleveland team altogether now that Baker's starting? All right, so first thing I'll say is because it all started with the draft day. Um, I think that the the Browns made a huge mistake I agree. in drafting Baker number one overall. And the reason being is because I don't care what anybody says. There's no way anybody with the other with the two or the three were going to take Baker Mayfield. No. You go – I realize it's unorthodox. You go Saquon number one, and you go Baker number four. And guess what? Then not only do you have your franchise quarterback, whatever you call him, but you also have one of the most dynamic, one of the most anticipated running backs out of the college football league. Like, almost ever. Like, I cannot remember the last time there was this much hype behind a running back. You shit the bet on those draft picks. I've been, I, I was saying that months before the draft happened. Months before the – and as soon as they traded for Carlos Hyde or signed him or whatever from San Francisco, I immediately knew they weren't going to do that. And I was like, you know what? That's oh. That sounds about right. That's, that's Cleveland. But can you imagine having a backfield? Because we knew Baker was going to eventually start. Can you imagine having a backfield where it's – Baker Mayfield and Saquon, and one one or not, if not, both of them would touch the ball on every play. Well, and I'm and I'm sorry. Even even if let's say I'm we're wrong. Let's say we're so wrong, and you go Saquon number one, and someone's like, "We'll take Baker too." Then you get Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold. Rosen, Darnold, Allen. Look what Allen just did with the Bills. Although like, Allen, you... I think Allen fits perfectly with Buffalo. I don't know if he works any anywhere else. Right. What I'm but, saying is, but yes. I don't. I do not think Baker is that dynamic of a guy that you absolutely had to go with the first pick. Now, I, I don't think you had to do that. Now I will say, I do kind of see their mindset where they went Baker because they wanted Baker. He was their guy, so I I kind of get that. I still think they should have went Saquon and then Baker, but I do see where they went with Denzel Ward because he has made that defense very good. Like, I would almost say top 10 defense. The Browns defense has been teetering, but the problem is, is that nobody's been watching it. The Browns right. defense has been slowly climbing and putting things together, but nobody's looked at the Browns more than just a joke for the last, I don't know, what, six, seven, eight years, because all they were was a laughable pile of shit for the longest time. Absolutely. And, that, and that's all they were. You know, and again, after the draft, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm not I'm not an NFL GM. You're not an NFL GM. We can we can think what we have to say. Who knows? Maybe the Jets wanted wanted Bark or uh, Baker so bad. They're like, well, we don't need Darnold. We want Baker. That's the NFL. That's not. <laughs> he wouldn't have fit their scheme. That's not quite the case. But I'm saying, you know, that's what the Browns might have thought. They go, holy crap! Like this might be the case. So if they really thought that was their guy, you know, I guess you got to put all your chips in on them. So after the draft you start seeing the Browns making some serious moves. And I give them a lot of credit for that. I mean, you look at, uh, I mean, bringing in Jarvis Landry, bringing in Tyrod Taylor, I thought that was a huge move. You know, bringing in a a veteran. And you know what? I don't think Tyrod gets enough credit. That Bills team is not that good. He brought a Bills team to the playoffs. Right, exactly. He he is an above-average quarterback. I mean, granted, I'm not picking him up in fantasy. He's not scoring me a lot of points. But he's a guy who can win a game for me. He's mobile. He can throw the ball. He's pretty accurate. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a decent quarterback, and especially for a guy that you can bring in, and if you want to slowly introduce your new rookie to the game, uh, that's great. So the things that they did in the offseason to bring these guys in, um, I think they kind of flubbed up when they sent Deshaun Kaiser off, but I know they wanted to do that just to give Baker more of a home yeah. and say you're well, the guy. And I actually kind of liked that because they got Demarius Randall too, who has f- found a new home at the safety position. Yeah. He found a new home at the safety position, but it's only a matter of time before he starts acting up off the field or not showing up the practices, just like he did in green Bay. I, so I we'll agree. Just wait. Yeah. He wasn't a Mark, Mike McCarthy guy and Mike McCarthy, obviously he's not as good as him, but Mike McCarthy is very much a bill Belichick guy in that he doesn't, he doesn't like playing, playing shit. He doesn't like, uh, you know, playing games and things like that. He wants his guys to be up, uh, you know, straight and forward. Right. So um, I don't know if you have anything else to add as far as that. That's my draft in my preseason up until, 
you know, the regular season, but that's all I have for that. No. Yeah, absolutely. I really love their off season and their draft, not only this year, but the last couple of years, like the David and Joku last year, that pick was really good for them. Um, I do agree. I like to Kaiser. I think he wasn't given too much of a chance, but the fact that they had two top picks, I knew they were going to take a quarterback. So I don't mind them getting rid of another quarterback because they were basically going to bring in their next guy and groom him. Um, and honestly, I don't know. I, I also see the gamble with Baker because personally I thought the giants were going to take Josh Rosen. And I still think they should have taken Josh Rosen because I think mechanically and talent wise, he might be the best quarterback in this, in this league. He, or in this draft, I should say. And he wanted to play for the giants. Like he, he verbally said, I want to be a giant. And then they didn't draft him. And now they're kind of stuck with old Eli. I like eventually, I feel like if he sits behind Eli for a while, a year or two if that he he eventually becomes a really good quarterback i obviously i like the saquon pick that's going to be a dangerous offense once they find a quarterback but yeah i i agree they've been doing their their gm has been doing very good recently as far as draft and specifically specifically this past offseason miles garrett we didn't even bring up miles garrett he's potentially one of the best defensive uh ends in the league right now because he's just he's becoming unguardable but yeah, that's all I have to add on that. I don't want to cut this super short, but I will say this is my pitch on the whole Baker thing. Yeah, it's great. He went out there. He gave the team a shot in the arm, and they finally won their game. Cleveland gets free beer. Everybody drink. Let's flip a cop car. Like, as if this town already wasn't anarchy and garbage. Um, I'm just kidding. But no, I will say the thing, though, is that the sample size so far – for Baker, it's not large enough for me to buy in yet. It's just, I mean, yeah, he made some good passes. He looked good out there. You know, I'm sorry. At the end of the day, you kick the team off guard. I could go out there and throw a couple passes. I mean, I'm not saying I'm Baker Mayfield, but you go out there, you throw a couple passes, you look nice for a couple quarters, and it, at the end of the day, it's the Jets. You know, it's not. We're not. We're not saying they're facing off against the Patriots or facing off against the defensive likes of the Bears or the Rams. So, you know, he it was a nice uh, sample size to put him in for, and he looks good. He looks athletic. Not only that, he carries himself really well. He's got the charisma, uh, the swagger, I dare yes. say, of a starting quarterback. And the guys do respect him. He does He does hold a certain amount of respect with that Browns team. So I really hope to see I, – I, I really hope the kid succeeds. I do. I hope he does go out there and prove everybody wrong, like the Browns can do it. I mean, everybody looks at uh, the head of the loser committee as the quarterback for the Browns. You know, it, it was Johnny Manziel, and then it was – I mean, just – Johnny Manziel, Tim Couch. I mean, look at the. I mean, what, I think it's been 18 quarterbacks in less Something than 10 like that, years yeah. that have been in and out of that place. It's it's just. I mean, it's unbearable at this point. It's it's disgusting. But I'm thinking that Baker can come in and do this. I hope he can. At the very least, I will say if Baker is not the guy or he's not ready right now, Tyrod comes back from that concussion in a game or two, and Tyrod can get these guys some wins. You know, this season doesn't end at one and you know one and fifteen. It doesn't end at two and fourteen. I think this season ends not, you know, something right around eight and eight. You know, you get five or six wins, you brush it off, and you say, hey, at least we didn't lose every game. You know, and you come back next year, and then you say, hey, Baker had a great offseason. We'll move on from that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, their, their upcoming schedule is tough. You know, they play Oakland this weekend, not too tough. Baltimore divisional game will be tough. Then they play the Chargers at the Buccaneers, at the Steelers, Kansas City, Atlanta, and then they at Cincinnati at Houston. Wolf. Yeah. So as much as I like Baker and I'm as much as I think he is a good fit for that Cleveland team, especially like energetic wise, leader wise, it's going to be tough sledding for that. As far as that schedule goes, uh, I'll tell you what they need that schedule, they need a shot in the arm. Baker's got to come out and throw like four touchdowns on the Raiders. So that he's got the confidence to go into that schedule. Otherwise, I don't know how they'll do it. I pick Cleveland this weekend. So we'll see. Uh, real quick, and you can touch, give me, I want to, I want to hear your top five defenses so far, what you think, especially as like projection wise goes top five defenses in the NFL and just give a quick 30 second reasoning for each of them. All right. So my top five defenses, I really look at it. Um, it's hard to pick one through five, how these teams really stack up. Um, I'll give you my top three and my top three are the Jags, the Ravens, and the Redskins. Now, I don't, think the Redskins can, okay. I don't think the Redskins can necessarily continue to sustain 
what they've done these first couple weeks. I don't think they continue to shut down teams the way that they've been doing it because there's no big firecrackers on that team. There's no big dogs on that team. And I Josh think it's going to be, pretty... be the only one. Right. But still, I mean, yeah. he's more bark than bite anyways. Absolutely. Oh, he's always been. Uh, I don't think that team can sustain it. So I think what you're really looking at when you look at these teams, I mean, the Jags, you know, you, we got to give them shit because they can only put up six points, but they also only allowed nine, nine points. I mean, I'm not going to drive into the ground on this, but you look at that and it's like, yeah, the offense didn't do great, but hey, if the Seahawks defense, hey, if the Packers defense, hey, if the so Patriots defense could have held teams to nine points, guess what? They beat wins. Them all. Yeah. They, they're all wins. They're all wins. So a defense like that, you can see huge ones. And I think the Bears are scary. I realize, like, if there's no iron team, one man doesn't make the whole 53-man team, you know, make it that much. Khalil Mack has, I don't know what kind of, like, that's straight-up Space Jam, Michael's special stuff. It's Khalil's special stuff. Too. That defense has, like, took it all the way back to the Super Bowl shuffle. And, like, there, he is a brand-new monster in the midway. Move over, William, the refrigerator Perry. Move over, Reggie White. Khalil Mack will put his name up there with those guys. When it's all said and done, there's going to be we're going to be as old as our dads. We're going to be talking like, oh, my God, you remember when Khalil Mack was smacking around teams? He's going to be that guy. So that's why I think those defenses are top three. Like I said, Redskins might fall out at some point. If they can get it together and sustain this, I see a great run for them, but that's the three for my top. I like that list a lot. Uh, and the the best thing about those, those teams that you mentioned uh, – Minus the Bears, I have no faith in Mitch Trubisky. But the, those teams, you mentioned uh, Jacksonville and Washington and Baltimore. You have great defenses that complement your offense because those those teams now have uh, quarterbacks who aren't fantastic in any means, but they're good enough, they're game managers, where they're not going to win you the game, but they're not going to lose you the game. So if you have a good defense and you're able to put up points more than six points, most of the time your defense is going to hold them and you're going to be able to win. So that I, I agree. That's what makes those defenses so good, too, is that, you know, with Aaron Rodgers and, you know, Drew Brees, you kind of focus more on offense because if you can outscore the opponent, that's the better thing. But yeah. Well, then I'll, I'll give you I'll give you three more. Because like I said, I can't really pick exactly what I got going on. The Ravens have had a lot of stuff going on. I don't. There's a lot of weird in Baltimore right now. Yeah. They're trying to. I mean, Jay Flacco's being a little whiny baby about Lamar Jackson being there. Sorry, Jay, you're not elite. You're trying to show people that you got paid that money. You won a Super Bowl on a fluke because they shut the lights out for you. I don't know. That's still <laughs> up. Me. But, um, but I will say two of the other defenses. The Rams. I love that defense. It's kind of oh, sucks with their, their injuries right now. We'll see where Peters and Tlaib come out. Peters but I will say. A healthy Chargers team, that defense is scary. That defense is good. But it seems like clockwork. It's like they're looking in a mirror. Whenever the old Bosa's injured, the little Bosa's injured too. Because last week, neither of them played. Uh. Not for Ohio State, not for L.A. Um, I mean, you look at Philly. Philly's got the best rush defense right now, and Detroit's got the best pass defense. I don't trust either of those teams. Um, And like you said, I mean, the quarterback-wise, yeah, if the Bears can hold it down. But if Trubisky can't put things together – I mean, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. The one team that I will say kind of fell out of prominence after their defensive run last year, this is my true honorable mention, and I want to give a little run to one more thing that doesn't necessarily have to do with football, but it does because it's a player. So I don't know if you heard about Everson Griffin. I don't know if you brought this up in your podcast at all. The dude has lost his mind. He broke into what that he broke into Trey Waynes' house, one of his, his, his fellow teammates. When he was there, he tells Trey Waynes, God told me to do it. So he's already out of his mind. So instead of calling, you didn't hear about this. So instead of God, so instead of Trey Wayne's calling the cops, he goes, "I need to call the hospital." They send an ambulance over on the way to put him on a psych hold at at the hospital. He was like, "People are shooting at us." He broke out of the ambulance and jumped out of a moving vehicle. Is that why he's injured? Yeah, he's his brain is injured. <laughs> he is out of his ever loving mind. And I did not hear about it, this. And you saw it against the Rams. The Rams were already going to take, you know, put it put it to the Vikings. But you take out your biggest centerpiece on that front line. Yep. 
Todd Gurley's going to have a day on you. So I just want to jump that in there. The Vikings have really taken the slop. I yes. mean, a slide with that. And I just think it's also extra funny. It's not funny because that guy's going through some stuff, but it's not good, God but made it's... me do it. That's what I would say if I robbed somebody's house. God told me to do it. Wow, no, I'm gonna have to look into that because that's that's very interesting. Uh, so we talk about I, I really like your uh, point about defenses kind of falling from grace. Uh, it's a nice segue because I want to talk about your team, Seattle. Oh. oh no! Oh no! Did you like that? Did you like that segue? Oh. What? Okay, so oh, no. we'll, we'll try to keep this a little shorter because there's still a lot that I want to talk about. Give me a quick couple minute synopsis on what you think is wrong with the Seattle team and why you might still have hope as a Seahawks fan. Um, the only thing that gives me hope for this team is Russell. That's it. There's That's literally the only thing on this team. The, the only thing I could possibly say that would give me any form of secondary hope is if Earl Thomas just quits playing games and sits down. The guy's been playing phenomenal football. He's one of the best defensive backs in the league still. He leads. He's tied for the top for interceptions. Three games, three interceptions. I'll be honest, it kind of sucks, and we'll get into this later. Yep. I think he's really just trying to pad his resume to increase his uh, increase his value. But I'll say that the main thing is Russell has got to keep doing Russell things. But I think no matter what, the biggest downside, the thing that's going to wreck this team for the next five years to come is that offensive line. You can't build an offensive line overnight. And I'm sorry, Russell Wilson is not a ballerina. There's a reason he's got seven interceptions and there's seven fumbles on that offensive side because that offensive line. If you can't protect your quarterback – I mean, there's teams out there that have makeshift offensive lines that are doing a better job than this. Russell Wilson is a talented quarterback. He's a top 10 quarterback in the league. But guess what? It doesn't matter if you got nothing to protect you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, besides Earl Thomas, how do you like that defense? Defense ain't bad. You know, I'll be honest. There's, they're about the 16th overall defense from what it looks like. They're allowing 21 points per game, about 348 yards per game. Uh, they force a fumble. Uh, three NTs from Thomas, two from McDougal, and two from Griffin. I like Shaquille uh, Griffin a lot. You know, I got, a, I got a fun thing for you. So I always – I got this mixed up. I'm always trying to pay attention. I'm really good with names. But Shaquille and Shaquem are so close, I always mix them up. So my buddy goes, here's a little here's a little way to remember it. Shaquem ends with an M, and that means he's missing a limb. And and Shaquille, Shaquille has two L's as in two limbs, which wow. means both hands. Okay, I like that. I, like I mean, that how lot. awkward does it get? At, how how awkward does it get during a game when Pete Carroll's like, "All right, all hands on deck, defense." Oh, oh, Shar Sh- Queen. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. Uh, I love that they're on the same team. That's actually a really cool story. Okay, they're twins too. Like they're not even just brothers; they're twins, which is really cool. Are they twins? I guess I didn't know that. Yeah, his brother came out earlier before him because he right. wasn't. I mean, gotcha. obviously, Shaquem needed a little more time to prove himself, but he had some good stuff. Uh, yeah, TC, so. he he's got a little more hill to climb. All right, uh, one team that has been surprising for everyone that has listened to me, I completely just shit on this team coming into the play or coming into preseason, but this team has come out of nowhere. They're leading the AFC East. Miami Dolphins are in New England this weekend. Hypothetically, I don't think it's going to happen, but it very well could because this team has been surprising. Hypothetically, if Miami beats New England this weekend, do you automatic or do you then think that this team is for real? Well, you said you've been doing it all all uh, all season so far, but you better break out the toilet paper because I'm not done dumping on this team. I'm sorry, and it and it breaks my heart. It's my buddy, one of my best friends. Ryan, he loves the tan man in Miami, man. Oh he loves his giant tan hell. He loves his Miami team. I'm sorry. I don't trust him. I I don't either. Uh, he's even though he's, like it's it's weird because the dude is ten and one and in his last eleven starts. But you watch him play, and I put him in the the Mariota, the Winston, the Trubisky, like the guys who you're like, man, there's a lot of talent there. Uh what like how why like you know where where is it um i don't know and there's i'll be honest i don't think there's enough i don't think there's enough talent on that team i mean it's a lot of young talent 
Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, and Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola on his best day is a number two at best. And you're looking at Kenny Stills, yeah, a talented wide receiver, but all for three a guy of those guys are, yeah, I, in look, my opinion, they're all number twos. At best, I mean, Devontae well, Parker yeah. is young. Is he still a number three? You're in my in my mind. You're looking at a two and two threes. That's what you're looking at. And I mean, your running back situation. I'm sorry. I know he's a Hall of Famer. He is old. Frank Gore is not a reliable option. And if you can't get Kenyon Drake going, I was going to say, what's your opinion on Kenyon Drake? Because I can again, he, like I think it's a lot about the rest of this team. I think there's a lot of talent. I think it's very young, but I don't think we've seen any of it yet. You know, he has some bursts here and some bursts there, but at the end of the day, I, I, this whole team, again, it's just lost expectations. Like I say, hey, you know what? They can do this. Look at this team. I mean, especially even on the defensive side, you got Cameron Wake, Robert Quinn, and even you look at Kiko Alonso too. There's a lot of talent on this team, but I don't know if they can put it together. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. I'm looking at his <clears throat> stats. Oh, it's actually not good. People, I keep hearing people like say that Kenyon Martin or Kenyon Drake has been balling out. He's only got 104 yards on the season. That's because they've been feeding Frank Gore too much. Is that they what it is? The they paid him the money to bring him in, and I'm pretty sure he's dominating the majority of the carries. I'm not sense. saying it's like he's only yeah, Drake's only got 30. 10. Yeah, no, he's. I think Frank Gore is carrying about 70 percent of the carries, which is fine if you want to pick up three or four yards a down, and then maybe a negative right. one. Now and then, but it's not going to win you games. I I think it's a real chance that Miami actually does win because this team, for some, however they are doing it, they seem to be finding ways to win. And New England seems to think that any game before October is preseason every year, you know. So like I could see them dropping this game, New England. That is, I I could see it. At the same time, I don't think. I still don't think that they're going to lose three in a row because they haven't lost three in a row in God knows how long. Yeah. The thing though, with that though, you gotta be, I mean, like you said, the preseason thing, this happened last year and the year before last, it's like the whole city is up in flame. They're like, what's going on in Foxborough? Oh my <laughs> God. They've lost two out of three. What's going to happen? And they were in the Super Bowl last year and the year before. I mean, it continues. It's a pattern now, at least before Bill Belichick used to pour it on, from one to 16, but now he's like, why? He's gotten so used to Tom Brady not playing for the first couple of games <laughs> that he's like, why do we need to win? Or, I'm sorry, uh, why do we need to win? I mean, we can just, uh, I'm going to pull my hoodie up and I'm going to mumble into the microphone and then uh, we'll decide uh, we'll win. You know, at the end of the day, I keep saying at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is what this team is. This team is a bunch of winners. They're not the most talented team in the NFL. That's the Rams by yep. far. The yep. Chiefs are more talented. The Chargers are more talented. There's a ton of teams out there more Vikings. talented. I'm sorry. You cannot out-coach the Patriots. You cannot out-coach nope. Bill Belichick. Emperor Unless you're Doug Peterson in the Super Bowl. Emperor Palpatine, he puts on that He puts on that, that hoodie, it's and he pulls off. on that Patriots blue and, blue and red cutoff. You can't stop that. Do it. Do it. Do it. Go do out it. there, do it. Go out there and do it. Uh, all right. Come October thirtieth, actually, come October thirty first. Where we'll start with your boy. Where does Earl Thomas? What what roster is he on? Earl Thomas will stay in Seattle. You think so? Um, it's it's a lot of nervousness, and I know he talked about it, but I think if there was really a deal that was going to get made for Earl Thomas, it would have gotten made in the offseason. They would have figured it out then, figured it out earlier than now. I don't think the uh, Seattle Seahawks will let him walk for anything less than what I think he's worth, and for right now, he's their number one defensive player. Shaquille aside, Bobby Wagner aside, Earl Thomas is the most talented player on that defense. Uh, I mean, you look at that. He's the last piece of the Legion of Boom. It is what it is. So I don't think he's going to go anywhere. At the, you know, if you really look at it, he's huge on moving moving to Texas. That's where he wants to be. That's great. You can do that after you're done. The only other place I really think I really think he would go. I don't know if you would leave a Seattle team for a Cowboys team because it's not like you're getting an improvement. You're no. still on the same team. You know, I guess, yeah, you got a better running back. We got a worse quarterback. The offensive line is still not quite, you know, it's, it's not like you're going to a winning team. The only one that really intrigues me as far as uh, potential for him moving 
is the Chiefs. Yep. There's been a lot of talk as far as uh, Kansas City goes. And if you look at that team and you look at Patrick Mahomes is doing what that offense is doing, and they say, we need a commander, we need a general on our defense, we need a guy who can do what you can do, they pay him the right amount of money and they're willing to offer Seattle what they want for him. I think that could be a huge win for the Chiefs. I mean, that's something that could literally bump what I imagine to be like a top 10 team to a top one, like a number one team overnight. I, I completely agree. My two teams that I've been thinking of is the, are the Chiefs and the Packers because I really do think the Packers are kind of in win-now mode. We saw it in the offseason, I think, and obviously defense is a priority for them. So I really think just trying to get someone like Earl Thomas, the only thing is they might not be able to keep him long-term, so it might be a rental type of thing. But I, I think if he does go anywhere, it's most likely Kansas City in my mind too. So – uh, same thing. Come October 31st, come Halloween, is Lev Bell still in Pittsburgh? No, he's not in Pittsburgh now. So, <laughs> I mean, True. he's not in Pittsburgh now. He's been evaporated off the depth chart. He's been evaporated off the roster. He's not at practices. He's not at pregames. He's not at games. He's sitting at home. There, He's sitting down in Miami on a boat while games are being played. He's checking his fantasy lineup and seeing how James Conner is doing for him and when he's trying to post up the win for that week. Um, there's been a lot of talk around Le'Veon Bell for a while now, but uh, Will Brinson talked about from CBS Sports, talked about the Redskins, Philly, and Miami. All of these are potential landing spots for him. I don't know if Philly's going to go for it after putting up for J.H.I. last year. Right. Miami, I could see. Uh, I they don't they like Kenyon Drake too much, though. Right, and I think that's the problem. They like Kenyon Drake. They like him so much they're not willing to use him. And that's the downfall that Miami's having right yeah. now. And the Redskins, Adrian Peterson, I mean, if he can keep doing what he's doing, why yeah. do you want to spend money on Le'Veon? But I will say that Jason Lockenfora brought this up in one team that everyone goes, oh, no, they've got their three running back system, which is a pile of garbage, McCarthy, is the Packers. I think that regardless of how much help they need on the defensive side, they can come in and do what they've always done and win games with the offense. They can show the NFL that we're going to do it our way. We're going to do it the way the Packers want to do it. We're going to take it with Aaron Rodgers. The only thing that that offense needs is a top-tier game-changing running back. You put a Le'Veon Bell on that team. You put an Ezekiel Elliott on that team. You, I mean, there's – Todd Gurley. About, oh, Todd Gurley, you know, Melvin Gordon – any of those guys could change the pace for the Packers, but they continue to sit by McCarthy's side and just say, okay, Mike, finish your Cellcom commercial and eat your 12 cheeseburgers, and then we'll talk about the game. They need to decide what they want to do right now. If they're really in win mode, they don't sign Earl Thomas. They say, hey, haha, get your head out of your ass. We're signing Le'Veon. We're going to put up points. You need to stop 20 points. Yeah. That's all they ask for. You put Le'Veon <clears throat> on that team. They're putting up 28 every single week. All the defense has to do is prevent 20 points. That's all they got to do, and that's not a lot to ask. I'm not asking for a Jags defense. I'm not asking for your Vikes defense. I'm not asking for a Cowboys defense. I'm asking you to stop 20 points. Yeah, I completely agree. I will say I was not asking for Earl Thomas to replace HaHa. I think HaHa is amazing. It's our free safety spot. That's pissing me off. <laughs> HaHa is good. Haha has been suspect all three weeks this season. This season, yes. He has no help on the other side, though. Control Dude, Bart. I got a jersey upstairs. And me he's too. in my closet. Trust me. I got a jersey upstairs. I got, I'm got. i a ha guy, too. Kentrell Bryce yeah. has been ass. <laughs> God, he, the only job he should have is holding Aaron Rodgers' helmet on the sideline while he sits for two games and rests up. I'm not even getting into that. But, no, and you look at the Le'Veon Bell trades. Look at the Le'Veon Bell trade, too. You look at this year, there's still almost $8 million worth of cap space. And next year, we're looking at almost $50,000 worth of cap space before anything's said and done. Rodgers' contract, as big as it was, actually opened up almost $15 million a year. You know what you have to pay Le'Veon? 12 Yep. Bring Le'Veon in. You don't rent him. You buy him. Three, four years, I say you match. Dollars. I think you match what Aaron's. So, Aaron, I think we have Aaron for four or five more seasons, I think, after this one. I think it's four. Yeah. Um, I think you match that. I think you give Levy on a four-year extension. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then just match them up. The Packers can pay the money they want. The problem is, is it's the same thing that was a little scary with potentially signing Cleo Mack. You don't always want to tie all your money up in two guys, but 
the benefit of what the Packers have always done is draft and develop. There is a ton of, I made a note here. There is 22 guys on the active roster that are below $1 million in salary. There's 11 guys on the, on this uh, active roster that are between 1 million and 10 million. And there's only six guys on this, on this roster that are, there's six guys that are above 10 million. Wow. And even the gap between Aaron Rodgers and the next guy is ridiculous. There is a lot of money to be had in this team, and I think they just need to spend it. You know, Stop worrying about what Ted Thompson's ghost is going to think and do it. You know where be I think a, where they can goody, make be goody. <laughs> You know where they can make even more money available is if you trade fifty two away. Trade fifty two away. Just send him to the dumpster behind Lambeau Field. I don't want to trade him for anything. What are you going to trade him for? A used laundry machine, a box of saltine crackers? Yeah. That'd be fine. McCarthy right, will yeah, get a cheeseburger I, I, out of it. Let's ask him for a, a bowl of soup and some crackers for you, because apparently you got the congestion going on. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been saying this even before all these penalties have happened. I don't think he's going to learn how to tackle, and they're going to keep calling this. But I was saying that before all this. We need to get 52 out of there, because we got linebackers behind him. That'll be good eventually. The dude is old. I would rather have Blake Martinez out there three snaps every time than rather have Clay out there for one. Clay Clay's pinnacle year was his rookie year. It's been a down a down climb ever since. Because he came in there, he was a firecracker. He was wild out of USC, and then guess what? They go, wait a minute, this is how we beat him, and he never learned how to adapt nope. after that. Nope, not at all. That's another topic. <laughs> all right, so I know it's early, but I still want to ask you this: Who do you see? Winning the AFC and the NFC, who do you have in the Super Bowl? Are you asking me right now, or are you asking me four weeks ago? Because it's a little bit different. Give me, give me your preseason, and then give me right now what with all this stuff with your mind changed. So originally, I was thinking Rams and Green Bay in the NFC Championship, and Pat and Jags a repeat. Ooh, okay. Then you see Rams and Jags in the Super Bowl. Now I'm a little more conflicted. I'll be honest. I don't think if, if they don't reach for Le'Veon, if they don't make a big move right now, I don't think GB is in the Super Bowl. It'd, it'd be tough. And the Patriots, after everything that's happened, I I don't know. I'll be honest. I'm more confident in saying right here, right in front of you, I got three teams that are above the Patriots for Super Bowl contenders this year. Number one, you're welcome, the Jags. <laughs> I'll take it. Number two. It ain't easy being green unless you're playing for the Chiefs. Kansas City is number two. And then number three is the Chargers. I'm not going to – do not sleep on this team. I'm sorry. They can light it up midseason, and before you know it, they're walking in on a wild card. They win a game, and holy crap, Philip Rivers yeah. is right here. He's bringing all 18 of his kids to the game, and they're freaking you out. It was cute when Drew Brees had his two kids playing ball boy. What about 18 kids? <laughs> the Jags can't handle that. The Chiefs can't handle that. I think Jalen Ramsey could still cover all 18 of those kids. We'll see. I don't know. He's been a little stomping. He ain't suspect. I mean, he's been all right. Uh, but no, so for real, though, I'm up in the air right now. After okay. this all being said, I'm still set on the Rams for the NFC. I really don't think anybody's going to unseat them. I don't think Cart. We'll see what Carson Wentz does over the next three weeks. Maybe we'll see if he can shake off the rust, but I don't think he's the same guy. I don't think so. I think I would have stuck with Big Dick Nick, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, he had one off, but I think you keep Big Dick Nick in there. Especially the at least right until Carson gets more healthy. Like, he Give still doesn't look 100%. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be that guy. That's not a D1 quarterback. Uh-uh. It, it's really not. <laughs> uh, a lot of love. There's a lot of loud noises going on in my house. It, that's okay. Uh, if you had to pick one other NFC team, who would it be? Uh, so I wrote this in my notes. I wrote it right here. I wrote Rams, then Eagles, and then three spots below it on my notepad. Washington. No. I'll be honest. I know he's the regular season MVP. <laughs> I think this shakeup is what it takes. I think it took the slap in the face that says, you're not our guy. Get out. 
go play somewhere else. We're taking this kid to take our team over. I think that was enough of a slap in the be- behind. It already Alex. happened. He already. This is the second time that's happened in his career. Maybe he needed a <laughs> reminder. Uh, no, I don't see that one happening, to be honest. Uh, I don't believe like I said, Jay That's Gruden's how big of a reach it is. I think other that's than fair. the Eagles, if they can't turn it around, I'll be honest, I, I do not see another team where I can be like, that team's going to contend. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I agree. It's hard for me to say Green Bay right now. The only thing giving me hope is that Aaron Rodgers usually clutches up and gets hot in the end of the season. I we we won the Super Bowl in a wild card, so I mean it's always possible. I can never rule them out, uh, especially when he's at quarterback. But yeah, it, it, it really, I don't I don't believe in the Eagles one hundred percent. Even though they'll win the division because the rest of the division isn't good. I still don't believe in Kirk Cousins, so that Vikings team kind of falls off. The only other team that I could see, possibly, I could see them dethroning the Rams of the playoffs would be New Orleans. I could see Drew Brees just outgunning, weaving through that defense, and then, you know, maybe they slow down Gurley and Goff can't do it. I could see that possibly happening. Like, that, it would probably go Rams-Saints in my mind. I don't know. That's just my thought. We'll right. see. Yeah. The Rams got to turn it around. But I will say, wasn't it the last time when the Packers made it in the wild card and then won? Didn't the Bears win the division? Yes. Which is why I'm perfectly okay with them in the lead. <laughs> Those who do not remember the past are doomed to repeat it. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> Move along. Move along. Um, oh, I was going to – I completely forgot to mention this when we were talking about Lev Bell. My two teams, Green Bay and San Francisco. I think if San Francisco can make a trade, get him this season, he can help them out a little bit and then hold on to him. That's a big weapon for Jimmy G. If they can hold on to him. Um, right. The only problem is, is that if you're only renting the guy, they're not renting him. If, if Le'Veon Bell is only looking to get rented for this year, if he just wants to get paid this year and move along to the next thing, I don't think this is where he goes. Uh, but if they can hold on to him, I think that'll be a huge piece for that team because Jimmy G has already shown he can turn that team around. Unfortunately, it sucks that he, got, he went down not only for the, the Niners, but nothing but a Jimmy G thing, my fantasy football. Oh, that's right. Uh, but I think it'll be all right. Yeah. All right. One more topic, and this is completely unrelated to football, is something that you brought up and something that I do want to talk about because my co-host Connor despises this man and does not want to speak any words of him. <laughs> but I want to talk about Jimmy Butler. I, and you said you have some stuff prepared on this, so I won't ask a specific question, I guess. But what what are your what are your thoughts on this whole uh, on this whole situation? So the main the main thing that comes to mind is you have to act now if you're yes. the Bucks. As thankful and as appreciative and loving as Giannis has been, he's I'm sorry, he's not staying. His he becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2021. Yeah, that's great you gave him his payday. That's great you gave him his big break. Guess what? That dude is a winner. He's a top five, if not top three player in the NBA right now. That kid is only getting better. He's going to be taking over the league. He's He is like the next perennial player. When LeBron and Steph Curry fall off, you're looking at you're looking at Giannis, you're looking at Anthony Davis, and you're looking at Kyrie. Kyrie. Carl Anthony Town, I mean, he ain't up there, but you know what I mean. Devin Booker. Um, they paid him the the $100 million contract. He even took a pay cut to make sure that the team could fill the spots that they wanted. You bring Jimmy Butler in, I don't know if this is fixed as your woes, but as far as the Bucks are concerned, you got to do something now. You do something right now. If I not, agree. see you later. One of the greatest basketball. You they like It was a stroke of luck that they did what they did, but they did it, and they got him there. They need to capitalize now. I completely agree. Uh, I, I've been saying, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Jimmy Butler come here. He played at Marquette in college. He's always played in the North, uh, in the Northwest, uh, part of the, part of the state. So like he's, he's used to the, the weather and all the, the climate. I think he would fit well, especially with, with Giannis. The only problem is, and people bring this up, my buddy Tom and Connor, who are both Bulls fans. So they, they saw this and, they both follow the Timberwolves too now with Jimmy Butler. He's a locker room nuisance and a, a, he he's toxic. He's very toxic in the locker room. Do you see 
do you see any problem with the locker room aspect? And do you possibly see Jimmy Butler trying to drive out Giannis? I don't think he could drive out Giannis, but I'll give you That's what one, I said little, too. <laughs> one little piece here. A more talented Rashawn Rondo. Rondo has gone to so many different places and been a problem everywhere he's went. Granted, Jimmy Butler is vastly more talented than him, but he's the exact same situation. He was a problem in Boston. He was a problem when he went down to the Mavs. He's, I think he's going to be a problem with the Lakers now, too. Yeah. I, and that's the thing with Rashawn Rondo. I think Jimmy Butler's the same guy. I think he's poison. I agree with you 100%. If, for whatever godforsaken reason, he can turn it around and just be Giannis's right-hand man, bring him in. But I don't see that happening. Ninety-nine percent says keep him out of Milwaukee. I yeah, I agree. From a talent, from just a purely basketball perspective, it's a really good fit, and I think they need to jump on it. But if he's going to be that locker room nuisance, I don't want to see him. Uh, where where do you think he does go? Do you do you have any ideas on that? I mean, there's big talk about the Rockets. There's I think more realistic. We'll go to Miami. I think it's dumb to bring him into the Rockets, not only for the fact that it's stupid for the NBA to, to let this happen again as if they don't have the control over it. I think he goes to Miami. I think it's more realistic. They bring in there, and Dwayne Wade gets to make one more shot, quote-unquote shot, with his team. And then I think he can be the new star in Miami. Him and that's, um, that's, that's my big bit is Miami. I Yeah, I like that. Uh, that's a good shout because him and Hassan Whiteside can run that team for a while, and then they just bring in a bunch of pieces. My only other shout would possibly be Phoenix because I know they were talking to them, but I don't think they were talking necessarily about Jimmy Butler, but I think that, that could potentially be a good fit too. Uh, I don't think he messes with Devin Booker, though. Devin Booker is the future of that team. Right, I it, you would have to secure, you know, you're still gonna be kind of the two guy behind Booker, uh, which yeah. he I don't think he's looking for, uh, but I do the the reports have been that Jimmy and Kyrie want to meet up in the off season and go sign with like a Brooklyn. You can send him over to play in uh, New York with the Knicks. Have Kristaps as a big man. I could see that, but again, I don't like Jimmy Butler anywhere that he's not the only guy there. Uh, he needs to be on an island and living there by himself. Yep, which is why my pick is the Clippers. Goes, goes to the big okay. L.A. Yeah, goes to big L.A. city, and he's the guy. All right, before we send it off, we started a bops-only segment last uh, Friday, two days ago. Now, because, because Chad is on Skype, the audio might be a little messed up, but we're going to try this anyway. I got to pull up Spotify, but Chad, give me a brief explanation. I'll give you one pick for our bops only playlist. What do you got? I am white <laughs> as the day is new. I was born in Wisconsin. So I'm going to tell you this. Africa by Toto is my anthem. Of course it is. It's a shame that there's not a single country in Africa that it's not the national anthem for. But I will tell you the one thing that I like about it is that you can change it. No, not Weezer, for those people thinking it. That is an awful cover. Quiet Drive does an amazing cover of Africa. And that is your bops. Whatever you want to call it. Bops, bops only. Bops only. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. So one of my favorite bands is, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound weird. And everyone can judge me for it. I don't care. My favorite band is Ninja Sex Party. They are named after everyone's three favorite things. You can figure it out. Um, <laughs> they're they're more they're more. I shouldn't say they're mostly a com comedy band, but they have recently started to do covers, and they did an Africa cover, and it's amazing. But I'm gonna play this. And you should be able to hear it, Chad. I don't know how well the audio is going to come in in the podcast. If anything, I can try to add it in later. But here is Chad's pick. It's actually coming in pretty good. This is a weird take. I'm not going to lie. This is... A I, mean, I hope you can hear it on your end. I can't hear anything over here. You can't hear it? Okay. Well, I can hear it on my end. Oh. Okay. 
They just started the, the lyrics. See, I'm not sure how I feel about this because I'm not not too much of a rock guy. Or like, a, you know, metal or whatever you want to call this. Huh. Okay. I kind of, I want it to hit the chorus. That's what I'm waiting for right now. Wow, Ohio State just topped Penn State. Late touchdown. Wow. I actually kind of. Yeah. You got to eat that whole thing up, though. That whole song, you got to eat the whole thing because, like, instead of a pan flute solo, you crush that guitar solo at the back two thirds. And then when they harmonize in the chorus at the end of the song, money. Eat it up. Okay. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like that. Uh, it is being added as we speak to the Bops Only playlist. So thank you, Chad, for your contribution. Oh, glad I can help. <laughs> and thank you very much for coming on. This was very fun. I think we're going to have to do this again in the future. That was my chair. Uh, we're going to have to do this again. Hopefully we can try to figure out sometime when Connor can do this too. Uh, and we'll, tr we'll probably do it later, maybe towards the end of the football season when we can talk about all this stuff all again, <laughs> but with different opinions, because everything we've just said is probably wrong because the NFL is weird this year. But anyway, thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thank for you for having me. Absolutely. Oh, I appreciate it so much. I appreciate seeing you. Look at you. You're all growing up now. <laughs> Look at me. I have a beard and everything. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it a beard, but I'm looking pretty good right now. Not to toot my own horn or anything. Uh, it's looking pretty good. <laughs> it's a podcast. I'll have to take your word for it. Exactly. <laughs> I can't. I will say it. It pales in comparison to Brian's. And his uh, fails in comparison to mine. So you I mean, are literally baby faced right now. <laughs> it's my job, bro. I don't have a choice. Can you not have a beard? Not allowed. Yikes. That's why I'm going into radio. <laughs> oh, probably my goodness. Too, huh? I said probably the rest of your face, too, though, right? <laughs> All right. Cool. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> All right. No, but for real. Yeah, for real. Thanks for coming on. Uh, do you have uh, social media that we that you would like to plug? Slash your – I mean, you used to podcast. I don't know if you still do or anything. Anything oh, that you would like to plug? Podcast. I don't podcast anymore. Okay. Uh, just look for me in the future on here. I'd love to see you guys again. I'd love to sit down with you and Connor again. I think I'm on Instagram at Chadillac on 22s. Yep. Uh, I think that's what my Instagram is. I don't even know what my Twitter handle is. I think it's like C common. I don't social media a lot. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm about to be a stepdad. So like my life is just completely absorbed with that. I got a fiance. I'm getting married next year. I don't have time to social media. I just, I work and I drink and that's all I do. So. All right. Well, go ahead. And if you want to look for, the not present chat on social media there there he is uh we're definitely me and brian have been talking too we want to get together and all three of us we can have a drink and hang out the, he wants me to come up by you guys so we'll figure out a time but absolutely thank you for coming on that is all the time we have today on first round ko follow us on twitter all of the links will be in the description i'm not going to go through and name them that's connor's job he's not here uh, but anyway, thank you guys for listening and uh, listen up for next time when we shot the system since day one. Had a good year, kind of tired. We're the Michelin at the finish line. Go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots. That's extended mag. I don't mean to brag. You smell the cinder bag. I pull up solo at the function. I'm a tennis dag, stone cold bachelor, acid rapping chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. We are. You see me as a challenge to manage it.